The legends are true. But overwhelming power! The sauce of destiny. Yes! The most legendary sauce has arrived as McDonald's transforms into the anime world of Wickdonald's. The greatest flavors unite in all new savory chili McDonald's sauce to make your 10-piece Nuggets, fries, and Sprite ultra-powerful. Unlock manga comics with every meal and sit down for a new anime short every week only at Wickdonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba, go! And participate in McDonald's for a limited time while supplies last. What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. This is 93.7 The Ticket. Look at me short. Look at me short. I'm the captain now. Three-time national champion, Vershawn Jackson. Oh, I got a bunch all alone is Vershawn Jackson. And Vershawn, he'll get it to the 24-yard line. Coming at you live from the Copples Chevrolet GMC Studios in the heart of Lincoln, America. On air and online at theticketfm.com. Presented by Wingstop, here he is, Vershawn Jackson. Ah, yeah! Yes! thing on it's on just want to make sure it's on it's the captain show sponsored by wingstop go get all your wingstop and chicken sandwiches www.wingstop.com melt down get ready folks get ready we're taking all your calls we're taking we're taking all your takes on this meltdown monday and what you think about the game. And then we're going to put it past us. We're going to get ready for Iowa on Black Friday. On a short week. Right? Oh, yeah. One of my favorite times of the year. Rivalry Why? week. Oh, rivalry week. It's, uh, you know, Notre Dame, USC this year. Um, obviously, the biggest one, the game, Oklahoma and Michigan. Oh, excuse me, Ohio State, Michigan set up. I mean, we just had some fun with US- USC, UCLA. I love rivalry games. And this time of the year, these teams collide. Unfortunately, those rivalry games, whether it's Wisconsin or Iowa, have not gone well for Nebraska in a long, long time. Yeah, well, that's how it works sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> is this thing on? Huh? Meltdown hey, Monday. Hey. Kill his mic. Kill his mic. Kill his mic. 
You better get in the studio. I've been in the studio. I'm sitting on the side. <laughs> you got gloves and stuff on. <laughs> I'm finna choke somebody. <laughs> hey, you look like you ready to play football, Terrell. Oh, man. After Saturday, I should have been out there. Shoot. Well, <sighs> man. Hey, you know what? I, I, I was supposed to send you, Bach, look up. Look up on YouTube a song. These are the breaks. You'll be able to find it, Terrell. Yo, you all right? Oh, you you yeah. you took the week off. Oh, not a week. You took the week off. Not a week. Get out of here. <laughs> Get out of here. You took you took you took a whole week off, <laughs> and and all of a sudden now you want to come back, you know, like you're all rejuvenated and all this stuff. And you took a week off. Now, now, you should have plenty of time to break down this situation that happened on Saturday. So I'm going to be quiet. And I'm going to Time to steal credit. Meltdown Monday. Go. Okay. My meltdown is, is the defense. You know, uh, you played a great game the whole three quarters. You get to the fourth quarter and you get uh, – you, you you boo booed on yourself, you know. You you you, you let the, you let the little plays that that kill you shouldn't happen. Uh, you let the back sneak out of the backfield. Uh, that's a man. That's a that's a no no. Uh, whoever has the man, you should just stay on them. Keep your eyes out the backfield. Focus on that man. You're about to win a game that nobody gave you a chance to win. Now, secondly, uh, oh man, just. You, you you got to play sideline to sideline. If it's bunched up in the middle, you still got to have guys out there that can that can get to the sideline and and make that play and don't let that back bounce that ball out because you know it, it, it's it's like I say it's little plays like that 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 hurts us. We're not a fourth quarter team. Uh, it, it's not a young thing. It's it, it's just mentally being ready. You know, it's, it's, it's focusing, paying attention. You know, you're about to win a game, man. You, you're up 14-3 in the fourth quarter. You got to play the defense. You got – I mean, they're relying on you. You know you know what it is in the fourth quarter. When you throw your hands up, you know that four hands up, it, it, it's, it singles that, you know, everything's on the line. We got to play our lights out. We got to tackle right. We got to play – get your mans. Everybody – everybody – there's 11 people out there. 11 on 11. That's what it means. Not just 10 against 11. Hmm. Well, Bob, it's Meltdown Monday. What say you? Yeah, I've been t- I probably haven't been melting down as much as some people wanted to based on the post-game response I was getting. I I mean, this is this is kind of where you are. You're 3 and 9 last year. You're 3 and 8 this year. Um, so, you know, it, it's, but it's the same <laughs> as Scott Frost kind of used to say, it, it, it's the same show. I mean, it's the same thing. Um, I mean, how many of us felt, I, you know, I, I do, I kind of fall into it every, every game is, you know, if you get a lead, I kind of start making my plans. Well, if they win this one, then okay, I can start to kind of get back into it. But how many of us, and I saw it on Twitter just said, you know, when, even when they're up 14, three, like they're going to lose this somehow and they find a way to do it. And it's, it's, it's frustrating. Um, and it's just, you know, it, just, it, it is, it, it continues to show you're at the, probably the lowest the program's ever been. You'd have to think, you know, the question is, you know, that you, you talk about tackling and not tackling in practice. Our woes have been because since September 14th, we haven't, we just started tackling. We just started trying to figure out angles. Um, this team 
The thing that I like is the fact that they're fighting. I always say, you know, I could come and I could melt down. There's so many things I could pick out. But they did fight. And I don't know how many people gave them the chance to be up 14-3 in the fourth quarter. You know, you can't find ways to lose. Um, and I just got it's got it's got to go back to programming. Programming. Who are the guys who are supposed to program the players? It's the coaches. If the coaches are not going to put the players in position by either technique or saying this guy is not getting it done. Let me get my backup guy in the game. It's programmers. So I, I'm not going to go bad on the boys. I thought they they fought their hearts out. They did as much as they could do. They should have won the game and went Billy Ball, just like every other Big Ten has done. Um, we seem to we, – we, we get beat at the right at the line of scrimmage and the point of contact, which if you do that, the only thing you can do is double-double all over the place. Zone block everything. And – when you got a team down, because to me, on third and seven, with the game on the line, with three minutes and something seconds to go in the game, the last thing you want to do is stop the clock. Let me say that one time. The last thing you want to do is stop the clock, because if we hadn't thrown that ball, which was an incomplete ball, and ran it, that would have been another 35 seconds off the clock. That would have took us down to two minutes before we even punted the ball. Two and some change. So I just, you know, um, yeah, Adam Carricker at 10-15. I, 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 there's just things to me. Like one time we had five guys up there on the line of scrimmage. And then we dropped our two ends back. Guess what? We It was third and eight. What's wrong with getting after the quarterback on third down? What's wrong with getting the ball out of his hands hot right now on third down? But, again, uh, when you're true freshman, let me ask you guys a question. Who's the best three players on defense based on how they played against Wisconsin? Who's the best three players out there? I could say Ernest Hausman. Oh yeah. Um, ooh. Hartsock got the interception. Yeah, and probably Garrett Nelson. Yeah. Shout out Colton okay. Feast too, because he looked pretty good. So yeah, that, okay. So that was going to be my third was uh, the Beast, Colton Feast. So again, and I'm a, I'm a, I'm a touch on that, but if true freshmen that are coming in from playing high school football are your best players houston we have a problem oh yeah think about that houseman look better than everybody out there and what he got done right mm -hmm. what the heck happened to reimer what is going on i i don't know if he's in his own head but he does not seem like he's the same player he was I don't know why. I don't know why. But to go back to the freshmen being your best players, 
that type of stuff would never happen under no regime that I've ever been a part of or ever watched at Nebraska, for the most part. I'm not talking the last 10, 15 years. I'm talking Bo Pelini snippet, and I'm going to talk uh, uh, Frank Solich and back. No way two true freshmen are the two best players on Nebraska's football team. In a game. They might have did something, but those older guys are going to do much more. Much more. Now, when we talk about adjustments and, and, and doing the right thing, right? Colton Feast just made a sack. Guess what we did? Took him out, probably. Took, <laughs> yeah. we, took, we took him out the game. Yeah. I, I don't I don't understand that logic. I just made one a big play. Terrell, you're a black shirt. You just made a sack. Could you imagine running to the sideline right after that? And you're not in the next play on third down. Oh man, that's probably a coach's decision, but you know, uh I know it's a coach's decision. That's I, I, yeah, not because what I he, said. So. I don't know why they would take him out. I mean, I don't know if it was different, you know, a different did they want to get the backups in or give him a fresh breath of air because, you know, he's a he's a bigger guy. You know, I don't I, I, I can't just made you're a right. sack. You know, that's kinda of foolish, but you know, I don't wanna sit there and the throw the guy him. that replaced him didn't even get off the line of scrimmage. Okay? I, I, I don't understand it. it. To me, I had to go back because I, I, I was just trying to understand stuff, so I had to go back and watch um, a Nebraska football game. I watched Florida State game. And, uh-oh. Uh-oh. You know what that down means? After taking a week off to himself for being sick. Like the black shirt. We welcome Adam Character Live. The big fella. Roller coaster Monday on this meltdown Monday. What say you, sir? Oh man, that was that was a brutal, brutal way to lose the game, brutal loss. To put it lightly, I know that's been established by several other folks out there. I don't know. I think after going into the game, I legit, well, going into the last month of the season, I was like, all right, you know, Casey's down versus Minnesota. That's going to be a really tough game. And then we we come out and play the way we do the first half and the second half versus the Gophers goes the way it goes. And then Michigan's going to be a tough game regardless. So the whole time I'd kind of been like, all right, let's look ahead to Wisconsin and, and Iowa. You know, they're having down years. They're having rough years. Who knows what could happen? So going into these last two games, I was like, man, it's a crazy thought, but if we win them both against very struggling teams, we'd be five and seven. And as much as I hate the fact that that could get us into a bowl game, it could. You know, but after the, after the game Saturday, I mean, we got Iowa. Be great to beat them. Be great to beat them on the road in their pink visiting locker room that they've got. But I don't know. Uh, I don't want to say I'm kind of like ready for the next chapter of Husker football, but I, I kind of am. But we obviously got to finish this season strong first. As hard as that may be, as people who follow the program, where where did we lose the game at? Bet MGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn five dollars into one hundred and fifty dollars instantly when you place your first wager at Bet MGM. Simply download the Bet MGM app and sign up using code Champion One Hundred and Fifty. Then. 
place a $5 wager on any sport, you'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. Well, I mean, we lost the game up front, you know, especially along the offensive line, you know. Good couldn't protect Casey, couldn't run the ball consistently. I mean, we've got a really good running back. The fact that he has, what, almost 900 yards rushing or whatever it is that he has at this point is amazing. Um, he's probably gotten about 850 of it on his own. So uh, all we had to do was get a first down at the end. We couldn't do that. I mean, we lost it up front on the offensive line. I thought that, for the most part, the defense played well enough to win the game. I know the second half, the fourth quarter, uh, they weren't able to get Wisconsin off the field at the same time, you know. When the offense is constantly, you got three and out, and you can't sustain drives. Wisconsin has the ball for almost a full quarter. It was like almost 14 minutes longer than us. They ran like uh, 20, 30 more plays than us. You know, it's what I talked about in my gut reaction. Like, eventually the defense is going to get worn down. Wisconsin is a big team with a big, good running back. So, to me... I thought the defense, when you only give up 15 points, I mean, goodness gracious, less than 100 yards passing, 15 points, way too many yards rushing. I think a lot of those came in the second half after they were worn out. Special teams played fine. Like I said, Wisconsin, they missed the field goal. I thought Casey could have done some things better, but I thought he fought. It was great to have him back. He gave us a chance to win, made plays with his legs because he had to. Um, You know, Anthony, I talked about there was – when playing the third quarter, he made, he broke four tackles on one play. Still lost a yard, minus yard rushing. Like, how do you break four tackles and have minus one yard rushing on a play? I mean, I don't know what more everyone else is supposed to do. And I feel bad kind of single out one group of college kids. You know, it is different these days. They're not – they're they're receiving a little bit more on the, the moolah end of things than back in our day. But to me, it all starts up front with the offensive line because it kind of reverberates and affects – the rest of the offense and the rest of the team as a whole. Adam, um, let me see. You know, as a defensive player, um, Adam, we're, we're taught to play sideline to sideline. Now, on the on the two running plays that was bounced out, what would you say happened on those plays to the, the lineman and the linebacker that got caught in that traffic, not being able to, you know, to keep the sideline intact? Well, I'm curious. Uh, what are your thoughts on that? Because actually, you're one of the guys when that happened. You're one of the guys I thought of. Because I'm like, I'll be talking to them on Monday. I wonder yeah. what Terrell's thoughts on those. Oh yeah, two I was, specific I was, plays are actually. You know, I was kind of upset because you know I I, I know that type of play. I, I I've I've done them plays several times in over my career at Nebraska, where a player would stop, hesitate for a second, then. And still be able to bounce it out. But the thing is, you never stop as a as a 
as a backer. You know, if he stop, you stop. He keep running, you keep running. It's an angle you take. And I thought that, you know, we, we got buried on them two plays at the end of the game when they was made to bounce out. And I know one other play was the, the back out the backfield. You know, I think that was the dagger in the heart right there. That was like a third down play. But I think with the right defense, I think they was in the right defense. It was just mentally a broken down play. I would agree with that. Actually, I thought uh, Coach Bush called a really good defense. I thought he had him in a lot of good positions to be successful. You know, it's it's heartbreaking to watch those those plays and the way they they happen, the way they unfold. Um, like you said, uh, back out the backfield is probably the back breaking play of the game. So it's hard to watch things like that because those are daggers in the heart right there. That play took so long to develop. It was pathetic. If you've got guys going to the ball 100 miles an hour, that play would never have happened. It never would happen. And then, because I, I watched it again, we had five people in no man's land, if you just count them up, and our safety came up. In that situation, you got to know where you're at. you got to know the boundaries. And I thought we should have stayed back as far as from a safety perspective. And then the guys up front have got to get after the ball. It's just like we get – it's like Velcro. We can't get off of blocks. That, to me, is is a is a fundamental discipline that has to be relearned. I don't care if they got to bring in the characters. I don't care if they got to bring in Terrell Farley. I don't care if they got to bring in Grant Winstrom. They need to learn how to effectively – Shock and shed and get to the ball going mm-hmm. 150 miles an hour. Because mm-hmm. on the play that you're talking about, Terrell, when Nelson, if he would have been, if he would have been, I'm talking hauling down the line, he would have destroyed him. But it, it it just looked like we're a little hesitant on, on certain things. And and we just some some stuff we just look like we're fish out of water. So um I'm not I think the defense played well offensively. Character at the end of the game, it's third and seven. What do you do? Third and seven. Let me let me set this up. It's third and seven with three minutes and 40 seconds to go in the game. You've got the ball. What do you do? Is this where we essentially get the first down and we ice the game, or is this a different possession than the one I'm thinking of? That's the possession. That's Shoot, the possession. Third and seven. What do you do? Do you do you put the ball in the air, or do you or do you say, okay, uh, we're gonna try to run it here because the clock keeps ticking. Well, first of all, I I, I know the play you're talking about, and I would have threw it to Anthony Grant flaring out the backfield because I think he was open on that play. He could have got probably five yards, but enough to still kept the clock running though. Why why put it in the hands? Why even make that a possibility, you know that we ain't been very strong throwing the ball down the field. It, we, we threw the ball down the field. We didn't have routes that would have got us the first down, you know, an eight-yard route. We got an eight-yard hook, an eight-yard out, something that he can throw quick and get us the first down. We threw the ball down the field. Okay, I'm telling you, scrap that. Run it again, regardless if you get the first down. You just ticked off 
35 to 45 more seconds on the clock. You know, it's interesting. Um, was there that much time? Was it still over three minutes left? It was, three, it was like three minutes and 40 seconds. Okay. Because two things popped into my head. Actually, what Terrell said was the first thing that popped into my head. Because we're, we're not just going to straight run the ball and even get close to a first down. Um, I mean, it, it'd have to be like third and one to feel like we have a chance with the lack of push that we're able to get up front or not able to get. Uh, actually, the first thing I thought of was get the ball on a short pass to one of your best playmakers with speed and space. And so what Terrell said, and Anthony, I do think was open on that play as well. Anyways, a little swing out the backfield. That's a high percentage pass play. You get it to him in space, maybe he makes some people miss. Nothing else, he stays in bounds, runs the clock. You know the other thing that I might have called? Because some of our better plays on offense the whole day was just Casey Thompson scrambling, making plays. You know, I might have called a quarterback draw. I mean, you always get worried about banging him up or whatever, but he's getting banged up anyways. Or some sort of a pass, and you say, if it ain't there quick, find a hole and take off. Because he'd, he'd scrambled quite a few times throughout the day and kept things going. And either way, you, you give yourself an opportunity to get the first downs without taking a risk down the field because we hadn't been great at throwing the ball downfield all day, uh, whether it's Grant, whether it's Casey. And if you don't get it, you keep the clock running. And this is not a Wisconsin offense that was exactly lighting up the air. So the less time you can give them, even if they get the ball back, it favors, favors the defense and the, and the Nebraska mightily. Those are the two things that popped into my head when you asked me. Well, think about it, it. I gave him too much credit. It was three minutes and 21 seconds to go when we threw that ball. When the clock stopped after the incomplete pass, it was three minutes, 21 seconds. All I'm saying is this. Even if you don't pick up the first down, it's a 40-second clock. So, if nothing else, by the time they kick the ball off, what, we're two minutes and 40 seconds to go in the game. At the time of the kick. Okay, well, we gave the ball back to them. We kicked it off at 321. They started their drive at 312. They would have started yeah, no. their drive at 230 versus having it. You know, plays are a little, it's a little bit different ball game with two minutes to go than three minutes to go. So I, I just think having the having the mindset to, to understand the situation is is we have to understand that situation. I mean, we ain't ran the ball. Yeah, I get it. But we ain't, it ain't like we passed. 100% effectively against these guys. So I'd like the quarterback draw. I do like the back out of the backfield. Something easy that you can complete and the clock keeps running. That That's just my, my thought process. No, I think I agree with that. And, you know, Bushini, the punter, had, had a big day. You give him an opportunity to do his thing with another, who knows, five, six yards. Uh, less field to work with if you, if you gain four, five, or six yards. You put the defense out there. Wisconsin wasn't exactly lighting up the air, which makes them the less time they have, the less, less they can run the football. We all know that. That's simple. So, no, uh, I agree with you. That's, that was an interesting time in the game. I think my frustration is, you know, if you just if you just get a first down, you know, that game might be over right there, first down or two, and we couldn't get any push up front in the run game when we needed it the most. And so, to me, that's a frustration with for me right there as well. Yeah. I, I mean, second and five, um, 
we give up what to me appears to be a one of the simplest runs in football now. It was just a simple give from a pistol set, and they hit the edges. That's all he did. That's it. And I'm like, okay, linebacker should have been up in there filling. Um, who was out there too? Uh, uh, Wright was out there. He needs to be a little bit more aggressive and spin back inside and make that play. But you let a guy on second and five get – he broke two tackles. He got the first down. And what else did he do? What else did he do? He ran out of bounds. You can't let him get out of bounds to stop the clock. I don't think they have a one timeout. So I, I, there's just, just we we've got to continue to get better, um, game by game. Do you think that we took a step forward or backwards in this game as a whole? I mean, my initial thought is, unfortunately. I feel like that was I feel like that was par for the course. It was like I don't know, it wasn't a surprise ending as frustrating as it can be. Uh as devastating as it felt. I mean, we did, definitely didn't take a step forward. That's it, a step back if you went one way or the other. It just felt like a book that I've read before or a movie that I've watched before or the TV show that I've watched for the 15th time, except this one wasn't by choice. And, you know, to me, it was unfortunately a, kind of something I'd seen before, but we definitely didn't take a step forward. <laughs> You're right about that. I think we need to learn how to be closers instead, of, you know, like good closers. You know, like we got to finish the job, man. And, and that's the sad thing about Nebraska because over the years, we, over the last 20-some years I've been watching Nebraska football, we lose at the end of the game. And, that, and that's the sad part about it. Hey, Adam, you, you know, sticking around or you got a roll, brother? I got a roll, but there was an interesting stat I saw. Gosh, I can't remember the exact number. I was scrolling through Twitter, and it was about TCU. And I want to say it was their 10th one-score <laughs> game they won this year. Yeah. Ten times they've won by one score or less. It's either 10 or 8. It's, I think it was an even number. Like, that is insane. And for a Nebraska guy, absolutely maddening. Um, but that's that's why they're undefeated, because they, they know how to close. Yeah. Hey, Adam, I appreciate you, man. Listen, that was Adam Carricker live. And don't forget to throw the bones. We'll be right back. It's the ticket. I got the black shirt. I got COVID. And we just had Adam Carricker live. We'll be right back. <laughs> 